0: Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. This is episode 268, recorded on March 27th, 2023, and we're here to talk about some interesting E3 news and kind of give some speculation on the future of E3 and maybe some other gaming events. We're going to talk about uh, some remakes and rumors that are coming out and several other stories But as far as introductions go, my name is Steve. And of course I am not alone. I'm also joined by Barry. Barry, how's it going?
1: Hey Steve, it's going well, glad to be here again.
0: Awesome, and of course, also joined by Greg. How are you doing, Greg? I'm
2: doing well, apparently, uh, Steve didn't get the Zelda memo for this time around
0: last time uh, we had a few
2: shirts and now me and Barry are going Zelda. So
0: yeah, <laughs> exactly. I had to bring the Mario one out. And, uh, this is actually a, a, uh, a new shirt I just got, uh, for Christmas, believe it or not. Um, and you're like, wait, it's March. I'll get to that in a second, but before we jump into uh, all the news that we're going to discuss and uh, and everything else, uh, we record this live every other Monday, pretty much uh, every other Monday. Sometimes we'll you know take breaks in there uh, every once in a while, but every other Monday at eight thirty p.m. Eastern time and five thirty p.m. Pacific time, and we would love for you to join us in the live chat room. We stream live on Twitter or sorry Twitch and also on YouTube. And uh, right now joining us in the chat room is Kevin, Logan, and Jakester. And I'm sure others are gonna pop in throughout the live recording. And if you've never joined us for a live recording, we would encourage you to do that. We love interacting with you all throughout the podcast recording and uh, hearing what you've been playing and all your thoughts on all the news and everything like that as well. And in between episodes, we would love for you to join us on social media. We're at Nintendo fuse here over on uh, Twitter. And also we are over on discord. And if you've never joined our discord community, please do so that link is on the screen. If you're watching the video version, but also in the show notes and the YouTube description, we love interacting with you guys uh, in there and uh, if you have not joined, please do so. Speaking of Discord, our our uh, our topic tonight just happened to be Logan, who is in the chat right now, mentioned something in the Discord uh, server earlier today, and he's like, "Hey, you should talk. Uh, what does everybody think about uh, E3 and everything?" And was like, "Hey, Logan." Funny enough, that's actually our our uh, podcast topic for tonight. So glad to see you there. Uh, Logan and hopefully we can uh, get your thoughts on that as well when we get to that topic but let's start off with what we have been playing and we're going to start off with Greg tonight I'm going to change it up a little bit
2: Ooh, man that's (laughs) the (laughs) curveball there's so much to say uh, but but (laughs) no just the um, usual amount um, pretty average for me so um still working on Kirby's Return to Dreamland I made it to world 5 so it's been a pretty fun game I've also been trying to dodge go through some of the extra missions that appear and I like the little in-game uh, jokes like, like oh these are truly the extra missions cuz like normally like the first set was just like extra like missions that were for like just playing the all the levels and the all the different mini games and all that kind of stuff and entering a level with like a power up and or a mask or like a costume thing. So it's like, oh, here's like the true extra missions and then they're like the ultra challenging ones where it's like you have to get like high scores on pretty much all the different games and like or win the game like the three times on the hardest difficulty level. So I'm starting to correct away at a few of those along with um Still so working through the story mode, which hopefully should be wrapped up by the next podcast. Um, I've also been doing some Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. I finally had a chance to check out those new courses that dropped uh, was it last week or maybe right before the last podcast, whenever that was? But it was finally had some time to check out the new courses. I absolutely love the Yoshi's Island one. That one's just very incredible. I love all the different throwback uh, sound effects and everything they threw back to the game. So, like when you get first, it plays like the um, Super Mario World 2, like the Yoshi's Island like end theme level. And then, like when you're collecting the coins, they show the little Yoshi dragon coin along with like it makes like a red coin sound, like when you find it in the level. So, it's lots of awesome, great touches that they did to throw into the Yoshi universe. Similar treatment that they did with the Animal Crossing and the. Um, like F-Zero and the Hyrule Castle levels. So that was really cool to see. And also got to finally experience some of the other tour-level courses that I missed out on as well. So all around it seems like it's a pretty good, solid batch of levels, and can't wait to see what the the following packs later on this year. Um, I also did a little bit more Super Mario 3D World with my girlfriend, was able to help her wrap up World 8. So that was that final level was giving her a lot of trouble, so I was like, how how do you do it? I'm like, oh, it's probably easiest if you have a cat suit, but then it's, you also can't really use, like, the invincibility like, iframes or anything because the level scrolls, so it was just kind of a capstone course for, to wrap up for it. And then, finally still playing um, Fire Emblem Heroes and also Roblox still, so pretty much still standard items there. For Fire Emblem Heroes, they have, like, the Hero Rises a uh, banner going on right now. And that's really cool where they have done like a poll to see which unit should be given to free to all players. So once again, like it's, they have that uh, offers going on right now. If Barry wants to collect a free powerful hero, <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'll get right on that.
0: <laughs> nice. Nice. We'll go into the chat before we uh, hop out over Barry. It looks like uh, Logan says, uh, Was playing Diablo 4 Open Beta Weekend. It was a good story and great world map. The MMO Lite, where you are other players after a while in the open world, not in the dungeons. And also, Jakester says, I've been playing Digimon, survives true ending. Got a month of Game Pass Ultimate, so also will be cycling through some games while he's working on Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes. So, Cool. Um, I have not been doing much, so I'm just gonna toss it over to you, Barry. i and <laughs> hear what you've been playing, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna show off something else after after you get it. done sharing.
1: Sure. Uh, still, still no Life is Strange two finale. Come on, man. Come on. You're right there. You're right there. <laughs> um. So for me, uh, still doing Pokemon Unite, my daily stuff, and uh, just been enjoying it Did uh, just did an event that wrapped up, so that was fun to do. Um, still playing some theater rhythm. Final Bar Line. Uh, they've been trickling out the DLC. So like they did the World Ends with You and Neo World Ends with You. I love the music of those games. I just wish there was more than six songs. But uh, it's great to see them constantly. add. And I think uh, I think one of the Chrono ones maybe is this week. There's, there's a DLC pack this week that I'm looking forward to. Uh, been playing some Bayonetta Origins. <clears throat> uh, wasn't I wasn't totally. Sh- Sure, I was sold on the game, but then as I started playing in the beginning, it's very, very tutorial heavy. It's very, very, uh, you know, kind of like hold your hand almost, and I was like, maybe. And then they split, and then you have Cereza, and you have the, the demon Cheshire, and you have to control one with the left analog and one with the right, and I hate games like that. I'm like, oh no, I didn't, I didn't really... I was hoping it wasn't going to be totally like this like one would be auto maybe but no it's like that and i would have quit if they didn't add but they have hug mode where you can pull Sheshire back it's a little doll and you can now just control one character i'm like oh good so i can run around the world as one character and then combat do two and i still find myself throwing one character to a wall while the other one attacks and uh it's just real sometimes you know it's hard for me to just do left and right at the same time and focus and we played some games like Damaged in Transit for a game uh, game chat where it was like that. I was like, all right, this is getting crazy. But the game is super charming, and I've gotten really into it. I think I'm at like 38% done because when you save, it actually has a percentage. I'm not, not getting everything, but I'm going through the story and going through the worlds, and they're very colorful. And it's the whole thing is like told like a grandmother told talking to her grandson or granddaughter and reading the story. So, like, when the demon talks, like, it's never the demon's voice. It's always the grandmother's voice doing the demon, like, the demon says this, and, like, she gets deep. Uh, Cereza herself is actually voiced, though. So it's it's really cute and really charming. So I am having fun with it. Uh, very, very different than Bayonetta 1 and th- to 3. It's like, if you're going to take one game IP and make it so that it's child-friendly, that people of all ages can enjoy as a storybook. I would never expect the highly sexualized, you know, naked uh, witch, but that's what they did. And it it works, so I'm having fun with that. Um, But I haven't played as much because my main focus the past two weeks has been Legend of Heroes, Trails to Azor, which I was waiting for last time. And it, it finally came, it came a day, it came a day late. I actually bought the digital version. Because it was still showing as, like, label printed. And then magically on Wednesday, the day after launch, it just was out for delivery. I'm like, whoa, it just, I wasn't sure. So I'm like, screw it, I'm buying the digital. I want to play it as ASAP. So I have both versions now. And uh, loved it. Absolutely loved it. If you haven't played any of the Falcom games, you really need to, if you like RPGs. They're so good. Story is so good. Do not start with Azor. Uh, you know, if you're gonna start with any, you know, of them zero before resort, because they're they're two halves of the same game. Uh, just an awesome experience. And for those that, that have played the Legend of Heroes games, you know it. We've been waiting for this game for a long time to finally get an official release, and did not disappoint. It was just really good through and through, and it made the Cold Steel games even better uh, because of all the interconnectivity. Uh, outside of that, on PC, still doing Final Fantasy XIV. They just had a uh, patch, you know, a couple weeks ago and they added a new deep dungeon that I've been running through with my static. Uh, that's always fun. It's just great to get together with friends and, and run run content again. Uh, and then on mobile, still doing Mario Kart Tour.
0: Nice. Well, I, like I said, haven't been playing much, uh, and my sister got married this last week, and so I was traveling a lot, and our flights out and back were like five in the morning or almost like almost five in the morning so it was really early in the morning so needless to say i did not even touch my switch while I was flying. I was just sleeping the entire, uh, trip. <laughs> so normally those are uh, times when, when I, you know, bring out some, some games and, uh, we'll play them. Uh, but not on this trip and, uh, really, really busy with all the wedding stuff and everything. Uh, Jake's just congrats to my sis. So thanks, um, for that. Uh, but, uh, what I did, <laughs> what did happen um, other than playing some rocket league and, and clash Royale and really not much rocket league either at that because of all the travel uh, we had our family Christmas because I, my flights got canceled uh, and everything around Christmas time. And so we decided to exchange gifts in March because uh, we finally were all together. So like I mentioned earlier, this shirt is uh, when my grandmother got for me for Christmas and I also got some, uh, some other um, this is like an extension of our January show-and-tell uh, episode, but I got a new uh, Mario ornament there, and also I got the uh, the Hallmark uh, Legend of Zelda ornament as well, so really happy nice to one. get that one, the Link one from uh, Breath of the Wild. I uh, got a $20 eShop e- card from, I think, my aunt or something like that. I got the uh, Super Mario um, Uno, so... Just regular Uno, but it's got Super Mario characters on it, which is pretty cool. Speaking of which, uh, a friend of mine got me. I, f- I totally forgot about. it. I think I, I don't think I mentioned it on the the podcast before. But uh, have you guys played the game Labyrinth? It's like a board game ish sort of thing. Yeah, there's a there's a Mario version of Labyrinth that he got me, and uh, we played that a couple months ago. My wife and I and had a blast. Um, that was pretty fun, and then. The the other things I got were so were a bunch of Hot Wheels, um, the uh, the Mario Kart ones. So my my dad is really into Hot Wheels, uh, and he collects certain cars. And so I think he kind of went crazy when when he found out that I'm also into a a series of Hot Wheels. And so he's got me a bunch of uh, things and almost finished out the collection other than the San Diego Comic-Con special edition ones out there because they are worth a whole lot of money. Um, There's three of those, but I think I'm just missing one of the main series right now um, of the regular ones and then one of the the glider ones. So I got like, here's like the, the baby peach one with the pipe frame, that one. Um, I'd not been able to find in any store at all, but he found it somewhere. So I don't really know where that happened. And I got a bunch of the, the Yoshis, uh, that were available only in blind, uh, boxes. So here's the yellow one, but I got pretty much so cool. They're pretty cool. And you can take them out and everything, but, uh, but yeah, um, so I have all the different colored Yoshis except for the silver one. And then I'm, like I said, missing a red Yoshi with a glider that right now is only sold in a seven pack. And I have the other six. So I'm like, I don't know if I really want to spend all that money on I hate when they that do I, that, that I have so already. <laughs>
1: You no, know, it's, it's so frustrating.
0: So frustrating. Like I, my parents got me so that there two of the other ones that I that I needed came in a four pack that I had the other three. My parents bought me one, and I actually just found another one today. Um, and so I got those, which you know, having three that I gotta get rid of is, is one thing, but if I have six, I gotta get rid of. I'm like, and it's and it's quite a Here, bit of money. Here's what you it do. Here's what you is do. In.
1: You you buy the seven pack to keep that extra one, and those other six, you 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 do a little hole in the in the top of the head, and you put a little a little the the hook in there, and you make them ornaments, and you turn them into ornaments. That's what there we do go. with a lot of our World of Nintendo characters, and we got extras like the little four inch mm-hmm. ones. We turned them into ornaments.
0: I guess can, the- although my my Nintendo trees are already overflowing, so I don't know, oh. <laughs> especially especially with these other ornaments that I got already. But it's not a bad <laughs> idea. <laughs> just get a bigger tree. <laughs> problem solved. Clearly. Wait, I keep spending more money. Uh, this is the problem. <laughs> that's that's what happened
1: to us with all the homework We're we're phasing out a lot of the ones we made because every year there's like seven or eight new gaming hallmark ornaments, and they just keep coming. So it's like soon it's gonna be like all that other stuff. We're gonna have a second tree just for all the ornaments we
0: made. <laughs> yep yep for sure. uh Let's see. Let's go to the chat real quick and see if. Uh, see so if you missed anything over there um looks like logan is suggesting you play the diablo 4 open beta i think if i'm getting context correct in that and then uh, jakes says you got the the penguin mario figure he did show that off in our discord which is which is it is fun uh and then logan says never touch diablo i'm, I'm guessing diablo 3. Uh, five, the real cash loot shop kept me away and I have installed the demo two or three times and then never played it just to uninstall it. And then they're expecting their fifth child this fall. That's another thing that's happened in the last few weeks. So congratulations, Logan and family. That's awesome. Congrats. Yeah. Congratulations. Oh, cool. Well, we're expecting, oh, (laughs) 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 sorry. (laughs) <laughs> Barry Barry's talking about it how he's expecting us first, and he, I just saw the the note come up in the chat, and I was like, "Wait, someone else is expecting." Wait, you guys already know that we've talked about that in a past episode. <laughs> well, let's get in, into our discussions for tonight around news and everything, and it's really kind of a, a light week. There's um, not a whole lot of big big stuff that has happened, but. Our, uh, our headlining news story that we're going to talk about tonight, uh, we're just going to briefly talk about the, what the story is and then kind of speculate a little bit and talk about the state of, of game of the gaming industry a little bit. But we found out that uh, yet another game company has backed out of E3 2023. It's going to host Ubisoft is going to be hosting their own event in June because they said they've decided to move in a different direction when it comes to E3 this this year. And this is a similar story than what we that what we've been hearing from so many game companies, including Nintendo, that they have stepped out of of E three this year. And uh I don't know. I, I'm wondering you know, is this the end of E3? Uh, are we going to keep seeing this from several other companies? Or is is E3 just going to radically change? Because, you know, it's just not what it used to be. I, I mean, Greg and I have been there uh, before. And I know stepping into that hall with all the big name AAA titles, it was just overwhelming and huge and overwhelming in a great way. Just awesome to be a part of. And without, you know, all these different big companies, um, and and Ubisoft is just included in this, like, so where do we think E3 is going uh, in the future? Barry, any thoughts around this?
1: I think it really depends on what the ESA does after this year and how this year goes. I think if they position it to be a showcase for smaller titles, because... E3, we always think about as the spectacle of the big names, but one of the biggest aspects of E3 that a lot of people forget about or, or may not have even realized is for smaller indie titles and indie developers, it got more exposure because people came for the big stuff. And when there was long lines in Nintendo and Sony and Microsoft and you know Activision, they walked around. They found the smaller stuff, and most importantly, the media was there. The the media, not just gaming news, but you know, USA Today had somebody there, and you know, and, uh, and uh, major news articles and, and you know magazines were there to cover it. So they got a lot of extra exposure that they wouldn't have normally had. So I think if E three can transition to a show to highlight the smaller guys, because there's a lot of smaller studios. If you take out the big studios, there's way more smaller. And and if they could do something like that, and if the big ones want to show up, great, that only helps the smaller. Uh, I think they'll be okay. Kind of like what PAX started. You know, PAX was, it was very much like that and still is like that. And, and in many cases, the smaller studios are there, you know, showing things off. PM Studios, Serenity Forge, you know, RetroWare, stuff like that. Uh, it it really can benefit the industry. If they say, well, we can't get the big guys and we're going home and that's it, and then that's the end. And and I think E3 has to transition to no longer being the big, big show, which, is, which unfortunately, no more like the Christmas in June, uh, it is going to just have to be another show um, where we'll get some news and information, but it's going to be on a lesser scale. Mm. That's my thoughts at least. Yeah. Greg, what do you think?
2: I mean, I would like to think that this is a one-off year, but it might be just time where people are, are like these comp- like even Nintendo is starting to realize that like the expense of getting like a giant booth and having to decorate it with their fantastic stuff that like we got to see when me and you were there and all these other times that they've been like went and had all these different shows. I think it just kind of more transitioned into um it just not really worth the extra cost for the exposure i mean i think a lot of people are kind of normally used to like the nintendo directs and there's plenty of like news outlets that covers all of that information so i think for nintendo like they didn't necessarily need to be doing e3 though like before covid and whatnot i think it was just more out of habit and everything but you can totally tell over the last decade or whatever i mean they have scaled back i mean they used to have like fancy puppet shows and stuff for like their digital events. And they like added Treehouse live and all this other stuff like that was like a very big uh, thing. And before that, there was like the stage shows. So it's just seems like they've just keeps kind of been scaling back. And now with like COVID, it was a perfect excuse not to continue it going forward. But I mean, I, I've always really liked the show. I kind of, will be feeling like kind of sad and lost without like the main presenters this year. I mean, that's always was great discussions for June for our podcasts and everything for all the different things that goes on there. But I mean, I kind of understand that like a lot of this stuff can be a lot easier to reach fans directly by just each company doing their own shows at their own times and can just do them whenever they want to and not just be tied for three days or like five days within June. So, because a lot of that stuff kind of just started pushing back onto the weekend slowly over the last decade as well, too. It wasn't just like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, it became like, Oh, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. And like, so, I mean, yes, it sucks. And I would like it to be around just more for the nostalgia and always hoping to go back. But I kind of understand it might just be more about the expense of it and companies can just reach their fans more directly and, before joining Nintendo Fuse I had always really wanted to go to E three and but that was a lot more of a media focused event. So I mean I do kind of understand like a lot of the fans could even go unless they were actually like journalists or mm-hmm. had like a friend that was. So Yeah. It just kinda of stinks in that regard. But yeah. If they had a more public event, maybe it could be back to where it was before, but then I don't know, that'd just be <laughs> heck of a lot of people going there for that
0: then yeah well the big thing is i this year they they are bringing back uh a part of it that is public i know they they've tried this in the past and to various degrees of (laughs) of uh success i guess but they're having gamery days in addition to industry days um and i'm wondering you know with with uh the company that's now um leading it up read pop, I think it's what its name is like, they they've, they've taken over like, uh, packs and other events like that as well. And done very, very well with those events. I know people love packs and even in, in the chat, we got Logan, uh, who's talking about how as a gamer, he's never really cared for anything, but, uh, from E3, um. He, he can't remember when he stopped caring, but he thinks PAX is all he needs. And then info from GDC. So, so events like PAX are doing well because it's so, uh, gamer centric, I think. And, and focused on the indies and focused on gamers and the experience that you have while you're there, um, game, but, but other, other events like GDC, which is similar and in my mind, I put that in a similar vein to to E three seem to be still doing well. So why is why is E three suffering more than others? And I don't know. I, I, what do you think, Barry? Any, I, any thoughts around there?
1: I think it's based on identity. So if you remember PAX when it started, was very different than PAX now. It, it PAX started as kind of like a mini E three, and they've kind of transitioned into their own. Uh, experience. And even PAX had its rocky points. It was, you know, now there's really just PAX East and and PAX, I think, West, right? Or PAX South. One of them, I know one of them's gone now. Um, So, they had to go into find their identity. And I think with E3, its identity was big. Big, big, big spectacle. Big, the biggest show. And without, you know, when Sony backed out, and then Microsoft, Nintendo, and now Ubisoft, without the big names, their identity is what and i think that's what e3 needs to do is they need to find their identity because they relied so much on these big companies this big spectacle and they're losing that i'm not saying they can't uh find their footing which is why i was saying before they need in my opinion it needs to kind of transition to more just a place that smaller games can show kind of like what play nyc does um you know but on a a grander scale than play nyc that's more new York based developers, do it developers all over the world, let it open, let it be affordable, let it be accessible. Because if you look today versus, you know, 10 years ago, the amount of developers is just growing. It's just growing and, and development houses are splitting, you know, into two new houses, the amount of games we get every single week, we always cover it. It's insane. And all we're covering is the switch stuff. That's not even covering the games for PlayStation or Xbox only or PC or, or, you know, the Oculus or or whatever else meta meta quest or whatever they are like, it's insane. The amount of games that we have, we're spoiled, but because of that, the games are also cannibalizing each other because there's not enough time to play everything or experience. And there's a lot of things that go under the radar. A lot of games like, oh, wait, I've never even heard of this. This came out or what, what is this? This looks amazing. How did I not hear about this? We hear it all the time. Everybody does because it's impossible to know everything. So I think that's what they need to do. They need to find their identity and they need to grow into it. And they need to find their niche. And their niche was big. Not anymore. Sony, Sony, I don't even think Sony does their own thing. They used to have like the PlayStation experience where they did stuff for a while in California. I don't think they've done that for a while. They've, they've gotten arrogant and Microsoft has kind of went to Nintendo's route and they do the Microsoft Bethesda showcases themselves. You know, Nintendo has been doing the directs and even now they stated that won't be one in June, right? They stated like they won't have anything. Like we've, we've grown accustomed to that June direct for well over a decade of it there being something there and now we know there's nothing so it's like wow that's that's the silence is deafening there you know ubisoft has been doing the ubisoft forwards for a while and that's what they're doing let's just do that let's just not have a stage presence you know more and more ea has ea play i think it is you know they they have all these new showcases for everybody that you know and it's funny because when nintendo first did the direct everyone was like what the he- what the hell, Nintendo? Right? Like everyone started mocking them. Oh, you're not even going to be there. You're not really part of it. You're not have a, sh- a stage show. And now everybody followed Nintendo.
0: <laughs> yep, just, just ahead of the game, which is unusual for them.
1: Unusual for them, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's like the
2: one thing they are ahead of the game.
1: <laughs> yeah. Although I missed it, like the Treehouse. I think that's something they should focus on because, like, three days of the Treehouse that was great, mm. but. Here's the thing: they need stuff to show off, and what do they have past Zelda? We don't know. And without a, without a direct in June, they might not have much of anything past Zelda. Really,
2: that's true. We do know Pikmin Four.
1: Four. <laughs> that's in but July, but still, that's we know it's ready. <laughs> so it's not going to have a whole showcase. They they might do a, a play or a treehouse of it, but but still, you need stuff to bring to the table, and we don't know what they have.
2: I mean, I'm pretty sure we know pretty much what we're getting for most of summer. I mean, yeah. summers are normally a little bit drier on the releases, and there's not always like tons of games coming out because of just more people are being outside than opposed to playing video games. So it's I think that's just been a natural part of the curve, and then we'll just get the next direct in whatever August or September like we have been getting. So there might be like a game drop here or there, but I think we pretty much know what to expect
1: all through like July, pretty much, which is more of a reason for them to not bother with E3. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, it doesn't seem like with E3 was really the, the defining part of the, the gaming year. I mean, very, you referred to it earlier is it's kind of the, it's that Christmas time for gamers that we had Yeah, and, and. And it was such a big deal for us here at Nintendo Fuse, but so many other uh, gaming uh, publishing companies and, and journalists and, and everything were just kind of centered around E3. And and I think, you know, COVID and everything else, you know, helped kind of start to kill that off. But it seems like Nintendo leading, like you said, leading the, the pack <laughs> unusually um, has really pioneered this digital event and so many other companies have, have followed suit and with them pulling out of e3 it's like we can release these anytime we really want and we've almost seen that that play with with other companies that are outside of the gaming world like um google and and apple and microsoft and their you know non-gaming uh, announcements and stuff will just have random announcements throughout the year and and some of them have some sort of pattern to them uh but they're not tied down to one event like they always have been whether it be digital or in person and so have we lost anything with that that routine calendar everybody's glued to their computers or their phones like like they used to around e3 and just waiting until the next announcement is there is it is it okay to have those kind of trickle out throughout the whole year
1: i think i think it really depends on what you like right like if you if you get your kid christmas is so magical if you celebrate because you have that one big festival the big day of getting presents you know if you had hanukkah you know you had that that week eight days to look forward to of getting presents and it became like a pillar it became almost like that driving force to get you through the day. Like as a kid, it was like, oh, I got to get through the school year, but oh, December's coming up and we have three more weeks to Christmas and that helped you push forward. It was something to look forward to and as adults, the same thing. So I think in terms of that, we lost, but overall, I think we've gained more because we were talking last, last time about like level five did a presentation. Level five normally wouldn't get that. They would, you know, maybe be a part of like the Nintendo Direct show off some games but now they had the ability the 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 kind of the stage set for them to present their own games, their own way. And if you wanted to watch it, you got to do it and you can watch it later on. And more and more of these smaller studios and smaller publishing does like uh, wonderful games does a direct with all their games. Uh, East Asia soft does their showcases for their games. You know, even a premium edition, we do our own directs to showcase what we have. It allows everybody to really get that voice and to control the narrative most importantly. Uh, the other thing with live shows is Things can happen, and we've had so many great, terrible things that have happened during live shows. Whereas, if it's a pre-recorded broadcast, uh, you can control a script, you can control what's shown off in the footage and everything, and make sure it's perfect. So, I think as much as I love D3, and I still love E3, and I love that whole the Christmas in June and the, the, the you know, sitting there and watching like eight showcases a day and like having it all centered around, I'm okay with it being spread out because we're getting more showcases overall that way. Hmm.
2: I mean, I do agree that it's kind of nice to have it more spread out and just be able to see the news, but I even feel like Nintendo's kind of like stepped back a little bit because I I know like we've always have like the January-February direct for like the first part of the year, and then we had pretty much a guaranteed direct previously, like for June. And then we also had like the September one. So it was like almost like a routine like schedule that we had like three a year for like at least a decade or so that they were doing it, like started those. So um so without like one in the summer, now I feel like we're taking a step back and getting one less direct. And so I mean I mean it'd be nice to have a little bit more like focused in that regard or have more announcements in each one, but it's I certainly feel like that's gonna be like the less is more kind of thing in that regard. But
1: I think this is an anomaly. I think we're gonna have summer directs still. I think if you look historically at Nintendo, if you look at their transition years, cause we have to look at 2023 into 2024 as a transition year. And what I mean by that is it's a it's gonna be transitioning to the new system. They're They're definitely working on a new system. And if you look at like 2001, let's say, when you went from the N64 to the GameCube, the N64 had like, Six, seven releases. Like two of my think are from Nintendo. Like it was, it was really heavy in early on, and then nothing. A big drought until November when the GameCube launched, and then there was stuff. It was, it was very, very light because they didn't have a lot to show. And if you look at the GameCube 2005 to uh, or 2006 from the GameCube to the to the Switch or to the Wii, I mean, the same thing. It was very very light and you look at the wii at the 23rd uh, uh 2012 to the wii u same thing and then the 2017 2016 20 and in fact 2016 was like we we had the whole game of the year where we were joking because it was like nothing for the wii u on the 2016 it was a year before the switch uh i think that's what exactly what we're seeing again so i think this is historically nintendo accurate where we're seeing a lot of stuff early on right we had fire emblem engage we've got you know bayonetta we've got advanced Wars, you know, we got Kirby, uh, and then we have Zelda and Pikmin, and, and we're going to see trickle, trickle till whatever comes, you know, the end of the year. Uh, if anything comes out uh, of Metroid Prime, we had. Um, so that's what you're seeing. So this is pretty historically Nintendo, and uh, it doesn't surprise me that we're not getting a, a summer direct. Because they're, I think they're focusing on this big blowout. And what's going to happen is later on this year, we're going to get another Nintendo Direct. That's either going to be, here's a bunch of Switch games. Or we're announcing the Switch Pro or the Switch 2 or whatever they're going to call it. And here's a bunch of games. And it's going to be this big blowout event. And it's going to be like, okay, now we understand why you had nothing to show. You were waiting for this big blowout event. It was worth the wait. Or they're going to come out with a Nintendo Direct and go, all we've got is Disney Princess Party and Hello Kitty. And, and uh, thanks for... You know tuning in please look forward to it And we're gonna be like wow you have nothing to show for it there's definitely a new system on the on the way
2: <laughs> you forgot about uh animal crossing ami- amiibo festival too
1: <laughs> oh yeah i got it for that it's game in, of the
0: right? year for 2024 <laughs> <laughs> so I,
1: I think i think we will see uh summer directs they may not be necessarily june it may be a may it may be a july or even in August, but I do think we're going to see—I don't, maybe not August—but I do think we're going to see summer directs come back. I think this is just one of those years where they're clearly putting their focus on Zelda; that that's their pillar. And historically, look at what, how did the Wii U end? What was the big thing? Oh, Breath of the Wild. You know, how did how did the GameCube end? Oh, it was Twilight Princess. Oh, these are all transitional games. That was it. You know, so. I think I think we're gonna see that again. Even the Wii, with the Wii, the Wii actually died with Operation Rainfall, right? Like in the, at least in America, you know, Xenoblade was one of the last games, and we got it a year after everybody else. It was like, well, there's nothing for the Wii, so let's throw that out there. Is something? Uh, I I think we'll be fine.
2: Yeah, I mean the Wii like never seemed to die. I mean it was still getting
0: games all into the Wii U lifecycle. So
1: well, oh, it was getting Just Dance. <laughs> that that was about it.
0: Yeah, yeah, pretty sure Barry, when you you just buying, uh, still buying the Just Dance for for Wii into the beginning of the Switch lifecycle? Twenty
1: twenty, I think was the last yeah.
0: one. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, hey, this is still selling. Might as well it put was, it out there. It
1: was, it was on the Wii. La, it, it lasted on the Wii than the rest of the Wii U. I think it was 20, 2019 was the
0: last one on Wii U, I think. Nice. So, that's pretty funny. Nice. I think okay, we brought it full circle back to Ubisoft. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of this this Ubisoft Direct, any, any thoughts about what uh, we might be seeing? I haven't seen any rumors or anything like that about what they could be showing off. But uh, you guys hoping for anything specific from Ubisoft? Beyond Good and Evil 2? Does it exist? <laughs> hmm. Kind of forgot about that. I think Ubisoft did too.
1: <laughs> and the Prince of Persia remake, the Sands of Time remake, that, that was supposed to be coming out, <laughs> like, I think, two years ago or something like that.
0: That's true. That's
2: true. Yeah, I've kind of fallen off the Ubisoft bandwagon, but maybe like something with like Rayman or something. And mm. I, that'd be a good guess for me or <laughs> maybe more like Mario and Rabbids DLC. I don't know.
0: <laughs> but- yeah. Yeah. I, when I was talking with the, uh, I think it was the producer or associate producer of uh, the new Rab- Mario and Rabbids game. Um, I kind of asked about um, future stuff with, with Rayman or kind of future things with, uh, my and rabbits. And he was very tight lipped, but I don't know, maybe, uh, no news and not willing to share anything. It means something is coming. Um, but, uh, but he was very, very tight lipped about any of those questions. So <laughs> we do know that that's, uh, that the Rayman DLC four. Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope will be coming out this year, um, and so I can't remember the dates on that. If that's going to be af- before or after that, uh, the the Ubisoft event. So if it's if it's after, we'll if we haven't seen anything from it, I'm I'm sure they'll show off that for sure.
1: That's another thing about this year. Is this year is definitely very heavy with Nintendo DLC. You have Splatoon 3 getting DLC, you have Fire Emblem Engage getting DLC, Mario Kart 8, Deluxe DLC, Xenoblade 3 DLC, trickling on throughout the year. Um, and I think they're, they're riding that. I think they're riding those games DLC packs and, and content to uh, keep, the, keep the year going, like to pad out the year, so to speak.
2: As well. Yeah i mean it's also probably safe to make an assumption that tears of the kingdom might even have dlc as well too i mean they announced like the breath of the wild dlc like pretty much just before the game launched so i mean we still have a few months coming up here until may and we also we might find out tomorrow that's what i'm saying (laughs) could even be finding that out as early as tomorrow
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh go in the chat uh looks like uh says and then they have uh still skull and bones is, uh, is another game uh, we have not seen much from, and also Hiwada in the chat says they like to see Splinter Cell, Spies versus Mercs, and Assassin's Creed multiplayer to return as well. So we will find out, and uh, that's the thing. I guess you know, like I said, the the downside is not having you know the the E3 moments you know, new and loved, but at the same time not having that means we could get surprise announcements tomorrow or, you know, who knows when and uh, a new games could just pop up at any moment. And Nintendo loves to do that sort of thing. in fact, uh, we've got another one that we're going to talk about a little bit later in our in our headlines. Um, Something's going to happen tomorrow on on March 28th. But uh, before we get into that headline, let's turn turn our attention to a rumor uh and uh we've got some some reports coming out about a, a certain game that might be remastered. Greg, you want to tell us a little bit about that about that? Um yeah, so making the rounds last
2: week, um it's been reported that level five is working on a remake of F Zero GX, so or like a remaster of it. So that was like a what that was the last released uh actual F Zero game on the GameCube and they, had previously worked on like the Luigi's Manson series and everything. So um, pretty much it was, <clears throat> this has been as long, like a long time rumor dating all the way back to Christmas time, like last year. So I mean, like three, at least three months ago. So I don't know what you guys think of it, if there's any credibility here and also to kind of extend it. I mean, if there's any games that you think that could be remade or remastered from like previous like the uh, hardware or whatever, like, any thoughts on what games you'd like to see be get that kind of treatment as well too. So, I mean, Steve, if you want to see what thoughts are on the F zero and any games you might want to offer up for to be remade or remastered.
0: Yeah, I, I, I mean, it makes no, it makes no sense that they have not done anything with F zero. Um, no sense at all. So if they're going to remake it, great. I would rather have a new game, honestly. Um, however, GX is a fantastic game. If they want to remaster it and and bring it out. Awesome. Um, I think it's the same as like Metroid prime, you know, sure. Remaster it, make it for, for switch. Um, fantastic, but but let's see Metroid prime 4. <laughs> Let's like, um, so I think that's, that's still my thoughts around this too. I, I would love to be able to play uh, GX in you know, modern up, upscaled graphics, uh, bring it online for sure. Um, I think, you know, games like that, it's, you're going to have to have a, a steady um, online uh, for sure, because <laughs> glitches and lag would be really annoying in, uh, in the game like F zero. Uh, but, But yeah, like bring it, bring it on for sure. Um, As far as other games, um, you know, I don't, I don't really know. Like I, I think, I mean, when I think back to my GameCube days, I think back to a time where I was starting out as a independent (laughs) gamer um, because I was in college and I was, Finally, buying my own systems, buying my own games, and therefore I did not have very many games at all for GameCube. And the games that I had were were like Wind Waker, games like um, Smash Brothers Melee, and Double Dash. <laughs> like, and I think of of those games, I'm sure it'd be be great to see some of those you know remastered and everything but but uh but i think it would be great to bring back a a double dash esque thing possibly in in uh some dlc for eight deluxe or could we see a mode not forcing it on everybody because not everybody liked the the two Person cart thing in Double Dash, but we see a mode of double dash like things in the next Mario Kart. Um, but uh but as far as like the games themselves, man, I had so few games on GameCube that like I can't think of anything, honestly, that that just shouts at me, hey, remake this again that hasn't been remade already. Like Resident Evil 4, we have on every system under the sun, Um, you know, things like that. Super Mario Sunshine, we've already, you know, had had remade kind of, Um, you know, so (laughs) imported, you know, Luigi's Mansion. It's a great game, but they've the ones that I played the most, like they've either already remade or they've improved upon that franchise as they've gotten older and which means like, I don't necessarily want to go back and play the original Luigi's mansion. It was a great game, but the ones since then have improved so much that I don't really care about going back. And even if they remastered it, I, I wouldn't play it.
2: What about you, Barry? What do you, any games that you recommend to, for remake? And I, for, also any-
1: for, I mean, there's a ton that I think should be, I, th- I think one of the things that sucks is when a, a game is locked to a console that is, you know, you, there's no forward compatibility um, with it. There's no way to go play that. So if you wanted to play a GameCube game, you needed a Wii or a, or a GameCube, and that's it. And, you know, being so far divorced from that, we're over, you know, a decade since the Wii died. And uh, so many of those GameCube games are getting very expensive uh it's nice to have that easier accessibility brought over so i agree i think we should have some games f0 would be great make the you know have the ax courses right there so you don't have to uh use a game shark or uh you know to to unlock things i think eternal darkness that that needs to i was i was just pulling
0: to. up a list of GameCube games and i was yeah. like how did i forget eternal <laughs> darkness okay. eternal Dark. that's I'm, that's I'm a- the one that's the one i want back <laughs> That's I'm not even a, a horror, horror
1: fan, and I loved Eternal <laughs> Darkness. I'd love to see that back. Um, there's there's other ones, of course. You know, the Wii U. We talked about all the Wii U ports. Um, Xenoblade X needs to. Uh, I would I would put Bait and Kados on this list, but we just got that, so I'm like, oh, that's coming. Cool. Um, I think we should. S- I would like to see some more compilations too. Uh, you know, Pikmin one and two. Let's let's get the whole Pikmin series on there. You know like like i don't see a reason you know, Metroid prime 2 and 3 of course get get those on there like like bring bring everything on i'm a big fan of of having all those you know even luigi's mansion you know they they remade it for the 3ds well so that's great but bring luigi's mansion one and two uh to the switch like bring those uh and then i'd love to see you know since we have this new hd 2d thing. Going on with games like Octopath and you know the upcoming Dragon Quest Three, um, that's so beautiful. I'd love to see some NES and Super Nintendo games just remade that way. Like Dragon Quest Three is one that that's having that, but like imagine them taking Star Tropics and doing a two-pack and remaking both games like that. Like like that would be great. Like let's see that. Let's see games we've never had before. Um, you know over here. Look at what they did with Famicom Detective Club, right? They they took a game, two games that we've never had, and they remade it entirely. Like, I want to see more of that. I want to see them breach into their catalog, uh, you know, and and bring them to new life. So there, there's a, a ton of games. You know, Earthbound, of course, is one of them. Like, do it, get Mother Three over, uh, or or give us Earthbound 64, what the original Mother Three um to go back and finish i would love to see FZ, you know doing gx i would love to see f-zero x come over but with the expansion Mm. uh cups like because the 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 64 dd expansion disc actually added tracks in addition to the track editor and the car editor there were tracks that were exclusive and you can play them if you have a japanese 64 with the Japanese 64DD, with the the expansion disc and the Japanese copy of F-Zero X, great. And I'm going with emulation and stuff, you could do it, but like legally, like easily accessible. I want to see that come out. You know, Mm. it's it's funny too, because they they added Mario 3 on the GBA and it had all the e-reader card levels, which was great because so few people played them. And I think that was just because it existed on the Wii U, but they also brought over F-Zero X, but they didn't, bring those that stuff over like it's not a complete game that would that tell everybody else it's a brand new thing SimCity 64 same thing like that was Nintendo made um bring that over so Mm. I'm I'm a big big pro um port and remake and letting new people because if you've already played it then you don't have to play it there's a billion other games but so few people have experienced some of these games and mm-hmm. to uh, give a new audience to them and even relive. Look at Metroid Prime, right? It, that was still more accessible. They had a Wii re-release. It was on Wii U as well. Um, and now it's like, here it is again. And people are experiencing it for the first time with the, the dual analog and the, you know, yeah, you, the, the hacks and stuff, people, people are able to do that you know, online, on the PC legally. But now we have a legal Easily accessible, plug and play, um, and people are experiencing the first Metroid Prime, you know, which is great. I, I agree. I think we need more. Bring them, bring them all over. Double dash. You know, I, I'd like to see that as a mode. I, I don't think double dash as itself should be ported over because most of those tracks are in Mario Kart 8 mm-hmm. Deluxe anyway. But I do agree. Like, I'm, I hate cut content. Put that as a mode. Make it accessible. Make an option. Options yeah. for everyone.
0: Yeah. One of the things you you mentioned, um, Barry, was like bringing games and kind of like remastering them in in this HD two D sort of thing. And I immediately thought of Four Swords Adventure. Like, how cool would that be? um, Bringing in there, and if you need to tweak it, you can. But being able to play like four players online co op with friends, um, you know, having that element brought in there too. But in you know this new HD two D sort of style could be really cool as well. Yeah, it's a Zelda yeah. game stuck to the
1: GameCube. Yep,
2: I mean, all those are great choices as well. I mean, I just also wanted to throw out there, I mean, I know they did Star Fox 64 3D and they actually revealed just to kind of see if like there's still interest in maintaining the Star Fox series in general. I think actually, if there is any weight behind F-Zero GX, it would kind of show, hey, there is still a really big interest in F-Zero and then maybe they can actually kind of try to see where they can go from there. But obviously it all ultimately depends on all the different paints and bells and whistles that they put on it. And if it can actually have like a stable online player, like online play, that would be great as well. But I know it does, if it's so high speed, they really can't have all the lag and stuff that would really <laughs> be very detrimental to the game. And didn't like that. Like, uh, wasn't like that a Neo space race game that was like a, switch launch title or wii u game or something that was basically like a oh, spiritual successor yeah. to f-zero or something that did mm-hmm. really good so wait I mean, are, are you, you...
1: talking excite bites
0: no, no no
1: oh you're talking fast rmx
0: that's it maybe that's what it is yeah. yeah
1: yeah yeah that that's on the that one's not i think that one's wii u only but uh fast racing neo the sequel is on the switch yeah or what well, maybe it's the other way around one of them's on the switch or yeah. One,
0: and it did well so
1: it's got a physical too from Super Rare, they did a physical for it.
0: So that would be, yeah,
2: really great to see if they did that. And like a few games I thought of that would be awesome for remakes, kind of going on like the eShop ending just to kind of do like the fluidity kind of series. Because like the Joy Cons would be perfect for manipulating that little puddle of water eddy around the levels. And I think that would be really great to be able to keep that series alive. Um, another one I know it's very popular would be like soul Calibur 2 because it had like link in it and how awesome that would be to <laughs> see a more like a breath of the wild costume I, or even
1: actually i heard a rumor that soul caliber 2 is getting remade as well again it's a rumor but i don't know if link will will come in and they might just keep it like necron and spawn or something like that or hitachi mm-hmm. or something for that last yeah. spot mm-hmm.
2: i never even heard that rumor so that's very much of a coincidence because i was just kind no. of games <laughs> Um, <laughs> nice. and I actually did maybe even consider sunshine to be possibly re- remade. Cause I know it's like super glitchy. There's lots of problems. It was kind of rushed and just cause the GameCube wasn't doing the best. I think if it actually was kind of more remade, like they could probably do a lot more with having updated
0: controls and mm-hmm. just having things handled much better. But yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> Jake's says, as long as they don't make another star Fox zero, he'll be interested i am oh. totally with you <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. and greg, that, that's surprised. another one. Oh, Zero should be brought yeah. over oh totally you know, fixed yep, for fixed. sure just fix the control yep yeah greg i'm surprised you didn't mention uh simpsons hit and run <laughs>
2: <laughs> that would be great as well but i that's not really a mainline <laughs> nintendo series kind of game or featured and i would love that to be honest but i don't think <laughs> they really ever Remake the Simpsons games or whatever. Yeah. I know like, the arcade game is still very much intact, and they keep bringing like that. I think they even made like their new arcade cabinet for it and everything. So mm-hmm. it would be really great to have hit and run. I mean, I'll, there's quite a number of games I would absolutely love and would easily buy again, but I don't know if they necessarily deserve like yeah. a HD treatment, like even like you Mario Baseball
1: famous. But they should do Wave Race in 1080. Most, mm. by they, they're both had GameCube entries, you know, That's they're, true. they're getting the, the 64 NSO has waiver 64 and 1080 on the way, but get the GameCube blue storm and Avalanche.
0: Mm. Those will be fun for sure. Um, speaking of which, um, just uh, looking over some games and everything. I don't know if you guys saw this, but. Uh, I think just as i have a couple hours ago, rumors have started to spread that uh, Skies of Arcadia is the next oh, RPG to be remade. Thank God, <laughs>
1: oh, it's such a good game! Again, trapped to the Dreamcast and the GameCube. Uh, so few people have played this. It's another another classic.
0: Yep. So apparently, yeah, back in 2021, Sega like mentioned that they're uh, they were going to be bringing back dormant IPs, and so that's the, the latest rumor and a lot of, a lot of different sites are, uh, are covering that right now. And so maybe that's the I, next one.
1: I remember Nintendo when the Sonic, really and, some, <laughs> what was that?
2: Bring back, I was saying Nintendo needs to bring back their own dormant IPs. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <so> do. true.
1: <laughs> I remember it was like Sonic and all-star racing transforms. that had vice from Skies of Arcadia as a racer. And everyone like, was we like, Oh my God, like is this, you're acknowledging Skies of Arcadia exists. Uh, bring that back. But, uh, Oh my God. Uh, Jakester, I honestly never heard of Skies of Arcadia until like 2019. That's sad. That saddened <laughs> me so much. That's such a good game. Yeah. I mean, the GameCube version is the best version. It has like the added content that was like mm-hmm. Japanese exclusive or with the VMU and stuff. But yeah, bring that back. Yeah. That's exactly it. There's so, so many games that are lost on the newer generation. Like I was, I was having this conversation with my my wife a couple of weeks ago about our son. Like he's getting born into a world with four decades plus worth of games that he's never played. And then on top of that, by the time he starts playing games, how many more added on, like it'll be really impossible. But there's so many of these games and, and he, you know, I'm fortunate enough to be able to say I could hook up the GameCube and I, you know, put the Wii, I could, I could put up of Arcadia now easily. And other people can, too, but so few people can. Mm -hmm. And just to have it all on one system, or at least all on modern systems, it just makes it that much more accessible. And I think we really need that because more and more games are being lost or damaged, destroyed, and uh, not backed up. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is why we need backwards compatibility, these guys.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, there's that rumor that the next Switch isn't going to be backwards compatible. And I'm like, what? No, Nintendo, that would be really bad right now
0: yeah yeah uh let's go to the chat real quick looks like hi wild says most the the remake he most wants is uh final fantasy crystal chronicles echoes of time from the Wii and yes that's a good one is i had a lot of fun i don't know if i've played that one but the, the, the crystal chronicles games that i have played are really fun but I can't remember I, if I, I play that one. Or they not.
1: remade the first one from the GameCube, and it did not do as well. Cause mm-hmm. I didn't play it, but I heard the remake wasn't as good. And mm-hmm. I think that might have killed Crystal Bears or Echoes of Time or any of those other ones coming back. Mm-hmm. And that was ambitious too, because it was Wii and DS. They they, yeah. they went and I think they cross cross play or cross talk to each other or something. Could be misremembered. Oh yeah, that's
0: true. That was one of the first games that did that well on on Nintendo. Maybe the first one ever. I'm not sure. Um, Jakester also says, uh, he's all against porting, uh, zero altogether. (laughs) Just stay away from it. Even if they fix the controls, just stay away from it. No, 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 you're wrong. (laughs) I don't know. Like, cause it's really just, I I mean, it's essentially just a remake, a a retelling of the story, right? Just like that's a retelling of
1: Star Fox 64, which is a retelling of Star Fox.
0: (laughs) Right. So I'm kind of with him. Just like let's make a new Star Fox story, or better yet, just control, uh, just uh, uh, release a sequel to Starlink and focus more on Star Fox and just hey, run that's run with that. Just maybe we'll see it.
1: something from Ubisoft, right? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Starlink was so so good, and again, no one played it,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they did. They treated the Star Fox IP so well there. Yeah,
0: I mean,
2: yeah, I really hope they. I could really want them to like remaster like Kid Icarus Uprising. I had so much fun mm. with that game. Yeah, another I, one. I, I think that would be excellent on Switch and be able to remove like the stylus controls and just have more traditional ones, and would be fantastic. You
0: know, you don't, you don't like holding your hand like in an awkward, weird play thing. You know, playing your video games.
2: Yeah, yeah and then all of the a sudden, the middle of the level, level yeah. you have to like turn the DS on its side <laughs> and. <laughs>
1: Well, you know, there are some other games, Hotel Dusk, that did that on the DS mm. and, and the sequel that uh we never got over here in the States. Those are Nintendo.
0: Like That's true.
1: Like bring those over. Like there's so many games that are well, just Well, now that you think
0: about it. Like so I am thinking, you know, level 5 with bringing a new Layton game. Let's let's bring over the old ones. Like bring them over to Switch. Yeah. Like put them in a collection they, or something like that. Yeah.
1: They should. They did, they did it with uh his granddaughter or, hmm. or, the, or the niece or whatever, they, that was a 3DS game. They ported that to the Switch. So mm-hmm. bring bring the others. Bring it, like you said, a collection. Absolutely. Make it accessible. Yep. You know, not everybody has DSs or 3DSs. They're getting expensive now, especially 3DSs are getting really, really? expensive.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Maybe that's how I make some money back from Hot Wheels. <laughs> I mean, like, it's like $200, <laughs>
1: 200 plus dollars still for a 3DS. And it's only going up. Wow.
2: Well, is the, the ambassador, ambassador one worth a lot more? <laughs>
1: yeah, ambassador ones are worth a hell of a lot more. If you have the Ooh. ambassador certificate, they're worth a lot of money.
0: <laughs> well then, maybe I'm going to have to do some research. After this. <laughs> That's when I'm going to buy my Switch Pro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh boy. Well, we got some, uh, that's a, not for our big stories for this episode, but we got some headlines we want to cover and make sure that you guys know what's going on in the world of Nintendo and, uh, third parties and all the other things that are going on. So I think, uh, Greg's going to kick us off with, uh, something a little special that's going to happen in just, uh, about a couple weeks from here or just one week. Am I, am I off? I think it's next week. That's crazy.
2: Yeah. It- Oh, my it's God, really it is next week. <laughs> yeah, this is really coming up really fast. So um, if you've got tickets to see the new Mario Brothers movie, just like I do, um, you can, instead of uh, stomping on some Koopas, you can stop your popcorn cravings and get a special Mario-themed uh, popcorn bucket. So if you're really interested, uh, make sure to try to look for them while supplies last because they'll probably be limited time only.
1: Yeah, well, speaking of limited time... Um... You know, there's, there's so many of these games now have these like early access, uh, you know, multiverses just went off, but there's another early access game coming to the Switch right now. And that is Disney Speedstorm. Uh, if you get the Founders Pack, you'll be one of the first to hit the tracks when the game launches an early access for the Switch on April 18th.
0: And so we alluded to this earlier, but uh, we're gonna be getting a special video with, Legend of Zelda series producer, uh, AJI Anuma. Roughly 10 minutes of gameplay is going to be shown off of Tears of the Kingdom on March 28th at 7 a.m. Pacific time. So as we're recording this, uh, it will be just under uh, 12 hours, so 11 hours from now as of recording. Uh, but we're going to be able to uh, watch 10 minutes of gameplay from Anuma himself, and that's going to be over on Nintendo's YouTube channel.
2: On our last podcast, we had talked about the Mario Day stuff, or even two podcasts ago, but there's like a wave two of some of the sales that go through April 7th. So if there's some awesome Mario titles that you don't have for your um, digital collection, you can be sure to check out um, either Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, Super Mario Odyssey, New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe, Super Mario Maker 2, one of my personal favorites, Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury, and there's also another edition of Mario Kart 8 Deluxe that has like the booster course pack you can get as well. So Steve's got the video on screen with the percentage of discounts. You can save some good
0: money on those games if you don't have those on your system yet. Oh, and just to piggyback on that, uh, also you know you can get the uh, FIFA 23 Legacy Edition on the free game sale <laughs> or game trial sale uh, there on Nintendo Switch Online. That's that's important to, to that's let important. people know as well. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I've downloaded just because it's free, but um, yeah, that's that's what it's worth. It's free. That's
1: just worth. It's worth free. Uh, one last thing I, I threw on there, um, just because I feel we should at least make notice of it tonight. We gotta we gotta toast one out to the Nintendo Wii U and the Nintendo 3DS eShops. They died today at approximately 8 p.m. Eastern. They officially went down, and all those digital-only titles uh, are gone. All that updates are gone. All those DLC are gone, and uh, that's it. That, that's, I hope you got your last purchases in, but they're they're gone
0: so sad yep if you have not checked out our our uh, last episode i think it was we talked about our recommendations for for all those but uh yeah unfortunately if you missed out you missed out so that's uh all all happened already today but uh yep.
1: you know you were talking about the uh, latent games and like the bigger ones ace attorney you know, Ace 25 and 6 were iOS and 3DS only and digital only. And now the only way to play two major games in a big franchise is through iOS now. <laughs> That's it. Like, there's no physical release. They've never been ported. That's it. And those are major releases that would be like, you know, like, Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask were like gone. You couldn't play them anymore from the Zelda uh unless you play like a crappy touch screen iphone version like it's it's sad and that's it like all these de- these hard-working developers that you know they, their livelihood you know they spend all this time on this game they put it out there and they were at least making some money off of it gone Nintendo's just like nope you're not making any more money ever
0: from this <laughs> that's true true well uh yeah greg any any further thoughts about any of these headline stories
2: yeah that popcorn tin sounds kind of intriguing i mean i'll see if they have it there when i go on friday but that might be even too late to go (laughs) at that point because it's already two days after the first release of the movie but i'll definitely be keeping my eyes uh uh, peeled for it um the Disney speedstorm stuff that sounds kind of interesting i think i would Remember seeing that in the in the January or February direct, and I think that had sounded somewhat interesting. So I might have to check that out. Um, unfortunately, I don't really want to have to watch the Zelda thing tomorrow because I want to have more. <coughs> um, I'd like to go more into it blind, but we'll probably be talking about it on our next podcast. So I'll have to still tune in to watch it and. Yeah, I think my girlfriend took advantage of some of the Mario Day sales because she was got a new Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe and wanted to play online and discovered that that one doesn't play online. So, (laughs) oops. (laughs) And Hmm. Yeah, I almost had put that Wii U 3DS thing on there, but I knew it just happened right before the podcast, but it obviously kind of stinks. I think you can still I'm um, like redownload certain games yeah. or something. You just can't like add extra money or use your credit card to make purchases. I think like the next deadline is in like August or something.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All you could do now, I think is redownload games you've already bought and that's it. You can't even download DLC to games you already own. So like if you put in fire emblem fates, even the physical, you can't download the DLC that they added. All that DLC is uh, gone.
0: Oh, The DLC. I didn't realize the DLC was gone too. Yeah. DLC. I gone thought it was too. just purchasing new stuff. So uh, that's considered purchasing, but yeah, it's a DLC as well. Even gone. It, have you, or if you've already purchased it, you could then re-download, you could
1: re-download it. it. Okay. But okay. but all those that added content, so even like the collector's edition of Fire Emblem Fates that has all three games, mm. it's missing that DLC. That DLC's gone.
0: Bummer. Like, it's it.
1: Like, <laughs> so that would be great for them to re-release it with all of that to preserve it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Barry, any uh, further thoughts about any of the rest of the stories?
1: Um, the bucket sounds cool, but I, I'm gonna be seeing it at an AMC, so sign mark is not gonna help me there. Uh, Disney Speedstorm looks good. Uh, it's it's a Gameloft game, and they did Asphalt, and I really enjoy Asphalt, so it has potential. My only weird thing is I'm not I'm not big into games with service. Like I do a few like Pokemon Unite I'm doing, um, but I've seen so many of these games just end service. Like right now like, I meant, I alluded to multiverses, they they're done with the beta. They just out of nowhere, they didn't tell everybody. They're like, Nope, we're done with the game right now. It will relaunch next year. They took it off even for paid customers. Gone. Like just that's it done. Like, I don't, I don't like when games can just disappear. If I'm putting real money into it, unless it's like, you know, five dollars here, ten dollars here, whatever. But like, if I purchase a game, uh, I don't, I want to be able to always be able to play it to the best of my ability. So I might check it out but uh, it does look good i'm I'll, I'll waiting I'll wait for reviews as uh, so for the tears of the kingdom thing i'm in the same boat as greg like i'm already sold in the game i don't need to see it but at the same time we haven't seen a lot of gameplay for it yet so i'm kind of intrigued just to, to whet my appetite um plus there's always the rumors and i know jared's in here now he, he and i were talking a little earlier before the show uh, possibly that oled uh you know, Switch, the Zelda Switch will be announced because we all thought it was going to be at the last Direct and it wasn't, so maybe it's going to be announced here, so I uh, want to want definitely be on the know with that. As for the Mario Day Wave 2 stuff, I, I buy the games physical, so I have those games, um, but if you are a digital gamer and you haven't played any of those games, they're all excellent. Uh, absolutely all excellent. And as for the death of the Wii U uh, and the 3DS e-shops, it saddens me. And that's that's why i'm against digital only i'm not against digital but i'm against digital only because of things like this because this is the state of of the gaming industry and losing these titles is terrible and n- yeah yes technically you could hack your system and you could get it that way but we shouldn't have to resort to illegal hacking to be able to play games and those developers don't get any money from from this at this point. So they lose their revenue. And a lot of it, it's not going to hurt Nintendo. It's not going to hurt Ubisoft, but it's going to hurt the little guy. It's going to hurt, mm-hmm. hurt the smaller the developers. And especially with how friendly Nintendo was with the indies and still is, they encourage, please put your game on our system uh, for them to not be able to recoup any money. Uh, it sounds And even yeah. games that have gotten ported, sometimes like the Wii U version, is was different because of the gamepad. Mm-hmm.
0: That particular version of the game is gone. Yeah. I know we, we've talked before about <clears throat> about the how friendly they've been with with indies and, and stuff like that have you guys heard anything about how they've approached any developers or anybody about porting those over have they been proactive at all about getting those games not to my they, knowledge they've been they were proactive in getting them in the beginning but i wonder so
1: the developers i've talked with <clears throat> haven't stated that nintendo's done anything
2: I mean, that was be my comment to your thing before. Like, oh, bring your game over to our system. Oh, but then now uh, we have a new system. Why don't you uh, retool it completely because we'll just completely change the <laughs> the OS. So then you have to completely remodel and remake your entire game again. And, oh, by the way, let's release another version of this uh, the hardware and now you got to remake it a well, third time. It's like...
1: Not only that, you still have to get approved because I have a, a friend who uh, was making a game, great game uh, for the 3DS and the Wii U. And then the Switch was coming out. And he was like, well, I'm gonna focus on the Switch then. And he contacted Nintendo and said, I'd like a dev unit so I could port the game to the Switch. And he was denied. He was denied. He, he had the, the, the 3DS and the Wii U, but he was denied for the Switch. So he said, screw it. I'm taking my game to Xbox and PlayStation then because you're gonna deny me. Uh, you know. And I'm like, wait, what? So it's not even a guarantee. It's not even a, oh, well, you can just bring it to Switch. You still have to uh, to apply, and they still have to get approved, and for whatever mm. reason, he wasn't. And that may be because the game didn't come out in the Wii U and the 3DS, but it's not his fault that Nintendo was like, here, we're moving on to the Switch at this point. Mm-hmm.
2: That's <laughs> but I mean, even if he were to release it in the last year or so, I mean, it wouldn't have got a whole lot of traction. I mean, I know we, uh, yeah. there were still some 3DS games kind of trickling out like in the first two years of the Switch's life cycle, but I can't imagine them selling much. I mean, that's kind of what happened with the Mario and Luigi series. They were remaking those and those are Nintendo <laughs> IP and they were very abysmal numbers because this 3DS was already well on its deathbed because the switch was already out. So yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> so that's, that's the horror of it all. And that that's really weird. Digital only is, is the, the biggest negative because these games are lost. Yeah. And these, these, these and DL, even DLC, like, I think games should be re-released as, as complete versions, mm-hmm. you know, because there's so much great DLC out there that it will eventually just be gone. And, and you may have played it and say, oh, I'm not going to care about playing it in 10 years. And maybe, you know, your, your circle group. May not care about playing it in 10 years, but that doesn't mean everyone's not going to care about playing it in 10 years, especially people who were born now who are like, hey, I'm going to get into Fire Emblem, like, if, like 10 years old. So 10 years from now, my son suddenly like, oh, I really like Fire Emblem. I want to go back and play all the Fire Emblem games. There's content that he can't. It's just gone because I didn't buy the DLC. And, and that sucks because he's now not going to be able to get the full experience, nor is anybody else. You know, Breath of the Wild in Japan, they actually, for those that don't know, they actually re-released Breath of the Wild with the DLC, on physical. And it not only is it in English, but it will read your English data. So if you have the English version, you can put this in and it will take that save and you can boot it up. And it is the physical version of the Breath of the Wild DLC, uh, which is great. They didn't release it in America, which sucks, but at least it exists in some case because otherwise that DLC is gone. And sure. the Wii U version of that DLC is gone.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Only the Switch version yeah. of that DLC now exists.
0: I wonder if they'll announce that tomorrow. <laughs> I
1: doubt it. <laughs> Probably
0: not. But who knows? I, mean, um,
2: I was just like watching like a random video on YouTube, like I think over the weekend or whatever. But it was like covering like new Super Mario Brothers two. I mean, they had all those awesome coin packs of yep. all those exclusive levels, and those are now completely going to be gone. gone. So. I know there were like that. There was an impossible pack that are some of the mar- hardest Mario courses ever created by Nintendo, and those are just. If anyone wanted to actually try those, they're just gone, no longer in existence.
1: That's mm-hmm. why when New Super Mario U Deluxe came out, I was saddened because I really wanted it to be New Super All Stars instead, and they could have brought two over with all that DLC, and it would have been preserved. But and they still could. I mean, I and I think they should. But you're right. That's Nintendo first-party DLC. Uh, Mario Golf on the 3DS had like some really good DLC, I believe. I'm not a golf gamer, but I heard that was really good DLC. Gone. You know, it's just it's lost at this point, and it's official first-party. So even with the physical Mario Golf, you're not getting the full game at this point. The physical New Super Mario 2, you're technically not getting the full game. You're getting the full base game, but not the full all the content, and that's sad.
2: I mean, I think that's kind of current state with even Mario Tennis Aces on Switch. So I mean, they released nope. all those DLC characters, but
1: nope, they, oh, re- they- Nintendo has Ninja re-released those titles with updated patches. So you can get Mario Tennis with if you look at the back of the card, you want the number to say 002, and it contains all the free content, including all those characters on the card. So those are preserved, but they don't announce it and you have to have the specific card. But Nintendo has been doing this on the Switch where they've re-released their games, reprinted. Every time they reprint a game of their own, they put the latest patch on there. So all the free DLC that has come with a lot of Nintendo games, if it's gotten reprinted, it actually has the current content on the card. So it is preserved. You just have to find the right card. And again, Nintendo doesn't advertise it. Hmm.
2: I wonder if they're gonna do that
0: with Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, because like that's paid that.
1: DLC. That's different though. This is
0: free DLC. It's true, because they don't do like game of the year editions like Sony yeah. or whatever. But you said Breath of the Wild, that I mean that was paid DLC. That, pre- that was that. a
1: special release. They did that. And I hope they do it with Mario Kart 8. Yeah. They did it with Pokemon, Sword and Shield. They re released it with uh, with the expansion. There have been updates since, but at least the content is there. Um yeah, that's how it should be see yeah, i would do as well <laughs> but they didn't
2: even with this last wave i know they had made some actual like balancing adjustments to some of the carts and bikes so mm-hmm. that that's pretty much almost going to have to be printed onto a card if they're adjusting the way that some of the cars and bikes actually handle along with like the stats of the characters so
1: that that might at least
2: need to be padded. yeah that would at least be reprinted but it might not actually have all the dlc courses but right? That will need to be printed with like the latest version of like the, all the how the cars are supposed to behave. It, maybe, maybe like yeah. say buying Smash Brothers without all the different balance updates that have yeah. been released.
1: <laughs> well, think about Smash Brothers, right? If you get the 3DS or the Wii U version right now, if you never bought those characters, your game will never have those characters. Those, those versions of those characters are gone. And think about the Switch version of Ultimate, all the DLC, those those twelve DLC characters that they added, all twelve of them. If they never re-release Smash Ultimate with all the content, those twelve characters will be gone when the eShop closes. That's insane. Yeah. that all and all the me yeah. costumes are gone. All the stages that they added were gone. um the 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 um, maker, the level maker will be gone. yeah uh, that's why I think when a game's done, they should re-release it as a game of the year edition with all that content and make it, make it more expensive. Like, uh, the Pokemon sword and shield, I think was 80 or $90. I think it was $90 because it was 60 base game, 30 DLC physical boom. Get it. All have it fine. Make smash ultimate a hundred dollar release, make it a hundred dollar release with all the content that they've ever added. That will sell that will guaranteed sell.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's hoping like moving forward that we don't have to worry about that. Also, you know, not only hopefully they, they do some better job with physical releases, but I'm really hoping that they, they keep the same eShop moving forward. That just everything is backwards compatible and everything Switch moving forward. <laughs> oh. You can just continue to have access just like, you know, all the other companies do.
1: <laughs> I wish I could be so naive. This is Nintendo we're talking still, about. Still
0: hoping for it. <laughs>
1: they they made you buy the same game uh, like the Mario 3 if you bought on the Wii, they made you rebuy it for the Wii U and that was pretty much just running a Wii. <laughs>
0: it's true but i mean, I mean things have changed i've only charged
1: you a dollar they still made you rebuy it. it's true but now, they, now the,
0: we're we're getting it through a subscription service so it's a little yeah. different so you don't even get to keep it yeah. now now <laughs> we have to pay per true. month
1: for it um <laughs> so but but uh, now if the rumor is true about them not being backwards compatible the next switch then why you know, why would they have the yeah. same eShop at that point? It's not well, if it's the not. rumors
0: are also true. Yeah, we're going back to a dual screen thing, too. So yeah. who knows? Yeah. <laughs> oh, um,
2: I think they like this idea where you have a screen on a device with your hands, and then you can also use the TV. Have you ever heard of this concept? This sounds like <laughs>
0: revolutionary here. <laughs> that, they should call it that revolution.
1: I think they should <laughs> just make the whole thing out of cardboard.
0: Brilliant! That's some cost cutting.
1: (laughs) Yeah, have us assemble it. Let's go. (laughs) And yeah, we have to assemble it ourselves.
0: Man, you guys! No, you have to buy the game separate
2: to buy the cardboard separate with (laughs) the game that has instructions on how to build the on how to build the system.
1: Don't forget the sticker set so you can cosmetically make your system different. (laughs) Only six ninety nine.
0: You can three D print it if you want. No, you must use the. A cardboard <laughs> 3D printer. That's oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Plastic card. All right. Um, I have no further thoughts about any of this except for I'm excited for Mario movie next week. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> except for so <laughs> the the Disney Speedstorm actually turned me on to when I was looking up information about that. I found a game called Lego 2K Drive. Mm-hmm. Did you guys know that game existed? I didn't. Yep. I haven't even heard of it, and I was like. Why did I miss this? This is awesome. So I'm more looking forward to that game than Disney Speedstorm.
1: <laughs> and you know what the kicker is? The game is 60 hours, I think, on all systems, including the Switch. And the Switch physical is actually not a physical at all. It's a case with the download code.
0: <laughs> a Speedstorm or LEGO? yeah,
1: no, of Lego 2K Drive. Oh, Yikes.
0: That's it's like come on.
1: $60 for a digital code at that point oh, in a case? Bad. Like, give us the freaking cartridge. And it's the same price as all the others yeah. that are actually
0: physical. Wow. Wow. Well. Well, like we said, our next episode is uh is or actually we didn't say this, but our next episode is April 10th, which means that uh a lot of the next episode is going to be focused on the Super Mario Brothers movie for sure. That will be our main topic uh unless some crazy thing happens in the next couple of weeks that will take that top spot, but we'll be definitely giving our too. thoughts and Yeah, showing and 10 review.
2: minutes of Zelda and yeah, <laughs>
0: <tomorrow>. maybe. <laughs> That's if you guys actually watch it because you don't want it to get spoiled.
2: I'll, I'll be watching it. Nah. Yeah, yeah, I'll probably need to watch it. I mean, they're always very careful to pretty much hide the story and leave yeah, that. That's true. They'll probably so, be showing
0: off any of the new like, like ruins or whatever. And yeah, so, so definitely a Mario movie. Definitely uh, Tears of the Kingdom on our next episode on April 10th um but uh but yeah we're not done yet but before we we do jump into our last segment just of a quick reminder if you have not followed us on social media, we are at Nintendo Fuse on Twitter. We'd love for you to follow us over there and uh, join the, our social media community. But also, if you've not joined our Discord, it's another growing community that we have there. The link is on the screen, but also in the show notes and the YouTube description. We would love for you to join the both the us on Twitter, but also in our Discord. So, it'd be great to have you over there. Jakester says, "Looking forward to Lego Two Two K Drive." If it wasn't made by 2K, now it's uh, a fossil. How do you pronounce that word?
1: Factually, factual,
0: factual, Foxical. Is that a word or is he just making things up? Oh, now it's
1: physical. That's worse. Oh, like the digital.
0: Okay, I get it now. In context, it makes sense that I totally understand. Okay. Well, uh, before we do jump off here, we're going to look at some of the games that are coming out over the next couple of weeks. And actually we're in one of those weird parts of the year that there's not any crazy, amazing. I mean, there are some, but. Very few compared to uh, previous weeks. So we're going to be scrolling. Those uh, games that are going to be coming out over the next couple of weeks. Thanks to Metacritic and their website uh, showing off all the those games. But a couple of the ones that you may want to uh, to keep on your radar is a game called Norn 9 that comes out on March 30th. And Blade Assault comes out on March 31st. But uh, of those games or any other ones that uh, you're looking forward to playing over the next couple of weeks, Barry?
1: Uh, my main goal is to finish Bayonetta Origins and then probably go back to Kirby because it came out like with Octopath 2 and there's been too many other games coming. Uh, and if I finish that, uh, I might look into um, finally doing Ulterior Rise of 2 because Rise of 3 just came out and I got really great reviews and I did the first one last year. Uh, so this small little downtime, so to speak, is actually welcomed. Because of how crazy the rest of the year is, uh, so I'll, I'll take a little bit of downtime to to, to take care of that. But yeah, uh, that's that's my main goal personally. Nice. How about you, Greg?
2: Barry, I'm ashamed at you. Um, or body binder's tale actually comes out before our next podcast, so I've already um, played it. <laughs> but you didn't even want to sit, cover it that it was coming out for. I didn't know <laughs> the Switch
1: version was coming out.
2: Yeah, so um, I'm probably going to be picking that one up because I haven't played it before. So that's definitely on my to-do list. And yesterday I did some nice uh, shopping and picked up some other games to hold me over after I'm done with Kirby. So um, I picked up the Dragon Quest Treasures because it was on sale. So definitely wanted to get going on that because that had really interested me.
1: You know what you have? Xenoblade 3. (laughs)
0: He's not done yet. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's getting to that. He's
1: not? Well, I went out and <laughs> bought more games.
0: Not the I can Great, because it is great. But still. Hmm. Someone yeah. who goes out and buys more games when they haven't finished all the games they have. That sounds so familiar. No, At least I play the big ones, damn it. <laughs>
2: I do like to play the big ones too. Dragon Quest—I've really liked that series in general. So,
1: Treasures Mm -hmm. is a great game; you'll like it.
2: Um, I also picked up uh, the Oregon Trail. I was saw that that was on sale as well, and that's kind of like a spiritual successor to the original computer game. So, I was kind of excited to play that with my girlfriend at some point. And then um, I also picked up another game like Chrono Cross because I'm. That was also on sale, so I don't know if I'll have a ton of time for that one. But I heard so much, so much good things about uh, Chrono Trigger, and I've never played that on SNES. And I know this was kind of like a, almost like a spiritual like sequel to it, it or whatever.
1: A it's a sequel.
2: Yeah. So that was thinking I would probably be enjoying that as well too. So that was on sale. I had some leftover funds from Christmas that I hadn't spent, and. Now it's uh, completely depleted. (laughs) (laughs) I did pick up the vouchers and pre-ordered a Tears of the Kingdom and also Pikmin 4. So that's how I knew Pikmin 4 was all set for July. Just a nice reminder when Barry said, there's nothing coming out in the summertime.
1: (laughs) Nothing that we don't know about. (laughs) That's That's true. Nothing new. We knew about Pikmin 4.
2: Well, yeah, it was like when you were ragging on me with not knowing Fire Emblem came out in January, so it was just kind yeah, of yeah, that was fantastic. <laughs>
1: nothing big is happening in January. um You're a Fire Emblem guy. Well,
2: that's what that's what I was kind of linking to. You were like, oh, nothing big is happening like in the summertime, and I was like, oh, Pikmin Four, <laughs> like
1: something <laughs> big new so we knew. I knew <laughs> Pikmin Four was coming. I just noticed there was a game there on that list called The Answer Is Forty Two. Yeah, I might have to check that out because I'm a big Hitchhikers and i was like wait what is this <laughs> is yeah. this just playing off that or what
0: <laughs> i think it's a puzzle game i looked into it a little bit and yeah i think you like connect numbers and stuff like that too so i don't really know if it's that much of a connection to hitchhiker's it's guide
1: it's just playing off of that yeah
0: yeah, yeah but that's it's like, uh,
2: that's how you name a game to get buried to buy it
0: <laughs> yeah i think it's uh, it's just they, like a I mean, puzzle they, game
1: they mm-hmm. literally start with the answer to life, the universe, and everything. It's a hundred percent a reference to Hitchhiker's Guide.
0: Totally, totally. In
1: fact, they even say "Don't panic," an original soundtrack provides excitement to use yeah. your logic and math skills. Don't panic yet. Yeah, it's, it's definitely based off of playing on Hitchhiker's nostalgia.
0: Yeah, I think it's uh, similar to like threes or what's the there's and another th- one that think, like you combine the numbers together, and then it eventually gets. Yeah, I forget what it is. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. this. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. That, that should
0: be interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it'll be a $2.99 or whatever. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like I'm going to be a broken record, but yeah, I feel like um, Life is Strange 2. I need to get back to that, uh, finish that up. And... Um, yeah, I think really like I, again broken record. I've said this before, but I really want to try out all those demos they've been dropping lately on on Switch. So I'm going to try to see if I can get as many of those um, downloaded and and play those before the next episode because there's we got some great ones out there, and I'll probably play some FIFA 23 since it's free, and for, give uh, a try. I can actually yep. tell you how bad it is now. <laughs> See,
1: see Greg, Greg's out there buying new games to play when he's got Life is Strange and he's going to play three. <laughs> I have Fire Emblem Engage. Fire Emblem Engage. <laughs> Fire Emblem see, Three Houses,
2: Fire Emblem Three talking, Hopes.
1: You're talking about uh, Chrono Cross, a great, great game that that was previously locked to PlayStation 1 uh, outside of like the digital re-release kind of deal and now brought to modern systems. And they added Radiant Dreamers. Into that, which was actually locked to the Beta Satella view for the Super Famicom, that was only released that way. So you could play an emulation ROM of it, but it was never officially released outside of Japan. And that they brought it all back. So it's great. It's a it's an easy access for people to be able to play it on modern systems and updated. And that's that's what we need. We need that easy accessibility. So it's true. It's, a, it's a
0: great release. Jakester says he's going to be playing, uh, finishing up Fire Emblem Warriors this week, and starting another game, and starting his third run of Digimon, and going through more of Game Pass. Oh, cool. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, if you're still in the chat, let us know what you're. Hoping to play over the next couple of weeks, and if you're listening to this after the fact or watching after the fact on YouTube, be sure to let us know what you're going to be playing in the comments. And uh, while you're at it, just let us know any of the thoughts uh, that you have about any of the news stories that we've talked about in uh, tonight's episode. Let us know in the in the comments. We'll go back and and read those. And uh, while you're there as well, we don't we won't say there's a whole lot, but if if there's anything you ever want to have us cover in a future uh, episode, if you haven't shared that in our, in our discord, which is a fantastic place to do that. You can also drop those in the comments or also email, at, uh, email us. We, uh, we have a, uh, email that, uh, heads to all, all three of us It's podcast at Nintendo fuse.com. And you can always, uh, contact us that way as well. We'd love for you to just keep in contact and you're like, Hey, this thing's going on. I'd love to hear your thoughts about it. And, uh, you can do that in the comments, discord, or send us an email. Um, Barry, anything going on cool in your life over the next couple of weeks?
1: Uh, pretty much. On the premium side, we just put up, uh, speaking of Orbody, uh, we're doing a second print of Orbody on NES. So those went up today, uh, which is always fun. I'd finished the script for the next Premium Direct. So that's being in the works for there. Um, we're also going to be at, I'm not going to be there, but the, most of the team's going to be at Midwest Gaming Classic this upcoming weekend. So if you're near uh, Milwaukee, definitely go and, and say hi to the team. Other than that, in gaming, uh, a lot of it is going to be playing with the puppies, still working with them, still training them. Uh, so that's going along slowly, but but well, and baby appointments and, and stuff like that, and helping, helping out where, where needed uh, in that regards. Trying to get the nursery started to work, be set up and all that stuff. Mm. So it's exciting and fun and Becoming scary. Real. Becoming real. <laughs> nice.
2: Training the puppies on Super Mario Brothers or Super Mario Brothers U or <laughs>
1: training them to go to the bathroom on the pads and not on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> I'm just, being, just being silly. Right. I so know.
0: He'll have uh, three human players and he just needs to train one of those dogs to be able to play fourth player they, uh, <laughs> because the dogs can work together and one can like, hit the that's right.
2: joystick and the other one can hit the buttons
1: <laughs> probably smart enough to figure it out
0: that's scary <laughs> you just need to go back to simple controls like a we again
1: or, or the atari <laughs> just the joystick and one there you button. go there
0: you <laughs> go make it happen <laughs> greg anything uh going on in your world in the next couple of weeks
2: Yeah, unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to make the Midwest Gaming Classic. So um, my girlfriend had found a different convention. I don't even remember what it was for that she had already gotten tickets for, but that was also before I even knew that the Midwest was that same day. So um, I'll be at that convention at least for a little while. And then um, pretty much this week is my my daughter's uh, spring break. So I'll be heading up to um, Gurney to spend like, go to some indoor water parks with her for a few days. So that's going to be a lot of fun there as well. So yeah, it should be pretty exciting. And then I've already said, like last time I had tickets for the Mario movie next week. So all set. That's true. That's, that's
0: what's going on in our our lives. We're going to see the Mario movie. Yes, we are. (laughs) You know, it'd be fun. Like this is, it's probably gonna take a lot of coordination, but how, how fun would it be if we all took a group trip, out to Super Nintendo World. That'd be fun. That'd That'd be be awesome. I don't know if we can make it happen. Do like a Nintendo Fuse day, I'll I'll get there and see if any of the community could also be there at the same time. If you would like that to happen, let us know in the comments and uh, we'll see. We'll see what we can do in the future. I know
2: Barry would love that idea because then it's like we could
0: all go to his house and (laughs) play at the museum.
1: What? I'm nowhere near the Super Nintendo World. It's in Florida. Oh,
0: not not yeah. the Nintendo store. I mean the amusement park. Oh, I thought you talking about
2: the store.
1: Some
0: oh no. no, I mean we always come out to the store too. That's that could be maybe cheaper. But
2: uh, <laughs> store, yeah, that's easy. That's depends easy. on how much. Yeah, it depends on how much you buy. <laughs> I've never True. been to the store, and I'd love to see it. But oh, it's the yeah, reason I fun. when you first said Super. Super Nintendo World. For some reason I just was thinking about the store, <laughs> like Nintendo, <laughs> Nintendo New York. But yeah, I do wish to make it out there at some point, but I might have to wait until it's in Florida where it's closer. But
1: if if you yeah. do Nintendo New York and you wait towards like the Christmas season, you can kind of do a two for one because Nintendo New York is right there at Rockefeller Center, so you could do Nintendo New York and you could see the Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. And
0: all that so you can kind of get a, it's two a great for time one. to go yeah. or if you go on Thanksgiving you get to see the parade you get to see Nintendo yeah. store and you get to go to the, the the tree and everything else going on too It's fun
2: that sounds a little bit better because I think the you don't, wanna, don't know if you want to be there for the ball drop on uh, New Year's Eve oh yeah that's
0: probably the like time to saying, avoid yeah.
1: it <laughs> I, was saying, I was saying that but if you if you go before like just before that like the week before that um, a lot of times you can see them setting up like I think I, we once went December 30th like the day before and we were seeing them like fix the ball and change the oh, numbers cool. and it's not it's not really crowded because there's nothing happening mm-hmm. uh, and you can kind of see the tests you'll see them hmm. test the ball and stuff too which is cool but uh, yeah you can you can do a lot during that time period cool especially if yep. you've never been to New York or you know you're yeah. with people who've never been to New York so there's a lot fun. to see and do
0: mm. It's so much fun. I can't wait till we can get to go back because we've been there several times. And so my wife and I have told each other, like the next time we go, we're just going to eat our way through the city and see several <laughs> yeah. shows.
1: That's so all go. we want to do now. <laughs> uh, the food, you can't beat it. Yeah.
0: yeah, no, no. And it's the random places that you never heard of. You are just walking down the street and you're like, that sounds amazing. We're going to stop in and yeah, it's so great. Like.
1: It's the hole in the walls that have the best oh, yeah. food.
0: It's like totally. Hard
1: Rock Cafe is just Hard Rock Cafe. Go mm-hmm. to like the hole in the wall down a side street and it's amazing. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good. I'm getting hungry yeah. just thinking about it now. Yeah, I bet the food would be really good,
2: but I don't <gasps> think the pizza can match out here in Chicagoland, so. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
0: no, like you don't have to eat pizza yeah. there. There's there's so many other options. You'll get shot. <laughs> The good thing is, though, Greg, if you do choo- choose to eat pizza in in, Chica- or, uh, in New York, then you don't have to worry about, like, not being able to eat anything else. It's like in Chicago, you eat pizza, and they're like, that's your only meal for the whole day. Maybe the next day. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, but it's all you're going to be eating.
2: Because
1: <laughs> it's a casserole.
2: But, yeah, I mean, there's there's... That if one slice of pizza fills you up. I feel sorry for you because that's only one meal for me. <laughs> <laughs> still, easily enjoy a awesome breakfast and a great
0: great lunch as well. Oh no, I'm I'm not stopping at one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't trying to imply you'd eat the whole pie, but
2: yeah, I I usually could handle two as like a meal yeah. from like most of the places that have those bigger pieces, but
0: yeah. It's all good. It's pizza. There's, there's very few pizzas that I've eaten that I don't like. And those are really bad, but we and won't to talk. Stay about away those. from those. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that brings us to the end of episode 268. So we're gonna be back with 269 on April 10th. And uh, like I said, I'm gonna be talking a lot about the Mario movie. I'm gonna be talking about Zelda Tears of the Kingdom preview that we're gonna be getting tomorrow on March 28th. But uh, until then, happy game, everybody.
2: Have a good one. See you next
0: time.